Welcome back. We are here um, for our sixth session of reading through the Bhagavad Gita. We are trying to get through it in a year. I'm here with Cece and I'm Radha. Mm-hmm. And uh, our last session, we we were introduced to Krishna and it was so sweet. I'm still like marinating in the sweetness from that from that last session. So um yeah, let's see, let's see what happens after Krishna and Arjuna blew their conch shells. We're going to start off chapter 1, text 15. And I think the, one of the points you made right where we left yes. off was that both Krishna and Arjuna blew their conch shells um, in, in chapter 14. Yeah, text 14, yeah. So, can you start reading now? Yeah, chapter, or sorry, I keep saying chapter, text 15. Lord Krishna blew his shell called Panjajanya. Arjuna blew his, the Devadatta, and Bhima, the ferocious eater and performer of Herculean tasks, blew his terrific conch shell called Panja. Panjajanya. Panjajanya. Yeah. <laughs> so <Thank you. laughs> it's interesting over here that these characters not only have conches that they blow, but the conches also have names. Mm-hmm. It's just like when we are we are very we have great affection for something. And when we have dogs as pets, then we name the dogs. Sometimes uh, in traditional traditional cultures. Now, if people had bullock cards, they would not only name the bullocks, but they also make the they, they name the cards. So, like that, the conches are also named, and the indication is that this is something which is very real. You know that that these are characters who are present at a particular time in history. They had a particular way of functioning. Not only were they blowing conches, but their conches had names. The whole the whole point is that it's the Gita starts with very vivid details, and we move forward. So the characters are being introduced now. So if we consider the narrative focus or the narrative lens, it was on Krishna Arjuna, but now it is moving to another formidable warrior, that is Bhima. So he's right next to them, and. It's mentioned that he blows the conchil also. Bhima is known for his physical prowess, and that is indicated that he was extremely powerful. And there is a little light-hearted tone over here. Like I said, different people are referred to by different names. So Bhima Karma Vrukodara. So Vrukodara is a voracious eater. So why talk about eating in the middle of a war? So it can seem a little funny. But the idea is that a person who is a voracious eater, not a, he was not lazy, he was massively built. And it's like somebody, we, somebody metaphorically say, that person is a heavyweight. So that comes from the boxing or a wrestling thing, where a heavyweight person is difficult to fight with. So it's a playful way of saying that he was the heavyweight. That literally he was huge in form. And he would eat a lot, but he was a vigorous, powerful warrior. So that's indicated. And he was also blowing his conch shell. Hmm. Bhima is the leader of 
of the Pandavas on the Pandava side. That's what that's what he's been referred to by Duryodhan like that. But the the official commander is another person named Vishtadyumna. So the idea was that sometimes in a team so there might be the most talented say in a team sports there might be somebody might be like in cricket there might be the most talented batsman but maybe we may want that batsman to just be free to bat you know mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about the strategy of the team and everything like that so bhima and arjuna were clearly the most formidable warriors but they wanted the strategy was let them focus on fighting so drishtadyumna had been he was not as great a warrior but he had been appointed as the commander there okay, okay. So he will mentions later but you can read the next verse then okay um 16 well 16 yeah. through 18 so next we have three three verses together yes sure king yudhisthir the son of kunti blew his conch shell the ananta vijaya and nakula and shah shahadeva blew the sughosa and manipushpaka 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 yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> that great archer the king of kashi the great fighter sekandi drushtajima virata the unconquerable satyaki Dropada the sons of Dropadi and others O king such as the mighty armed son of Subhadra all blew their respective conch shells who that was a lot of names i should have let you read that one <laughs> <laughs> you did well well yeah, just a couple of points over here that it's interesting that while these lists of names are mentioned that they are all being mentioned not necessarily in the particular hierarchy but Yudhishthir is mentioned he is the the oldest among the Pandava brothers and he is is the king or he will be the king once he is wins the kingdom and then there are multiple generations over here and this generational vision will be talked about so drupada for example is from one generation above the pandavas drupada is the father of drishtadyumna who is the commander and he is in some ways in the same generation as the pandavas so in fact they are related to drupada is their father in law of the pandavas that generation is mentioned and then from the next generation the sons are their sons are also mentioned and one of them is the mighty arm son of dropadi that is abhimanyu is mentioned sorry mighty uh, so now this is he is the son of the pandavas so this indicates that there are multiple generations over there and all of them are fighting this war and they are all fighting and it's interesting that uh a epithet a glorificatory epithet is used for this last person who is the youngest he is just barely 16 at this time and he is mentioned he when he is mighty arm so again from the point of view of the narrator the the power of the pandavas is being indicated and that will be highlighted even more in the next text hmm okay to go ahead yeah yeah text 
The blowing of these different conch shells became uproarious, vibrating both in the sky and on the earth. It shattered the hearts of the son of Jutarashtra. Yeah. So again, morale. If you see in the, the Pandavas and the Kauravas, the Kauravas, their conscious, when they're blown, it was saying that the sound was tumultuous. Hmm? And that indicates that, yeah, they were confident, they were ready for war. But here, the description of the Pandavas conscious is described not just tumultuous, it's not just loud, it's saying it's, it's spread across the earth and the sky. It's much more than tumultuous. It is spread everywhere in terms of uh, its, its volume, you could say. So the volume is indicated. So this indicates that the volume itself is greater. But then along with that, something else that is talked about is the impact. The impact is far greater. There's no description that the blowing of the conches by the Kauravas had any impact. The only uh, subsequent event was that the Pandavas also blew the conches. But here the impact is described to be that their hearts were shattered. So it's a, it's a very strong phrase to say the heart shattered. That means that in the if you say the mind games are going on, in the mind games, Duryodhana did all those things. But the Pandavas were so confident that all his attempts to raise the morale of his troops seems to have just gone in vain. That, that was the impact. So it seems to indicate that Duryodhana's mind games have failed. Or at least they didn't have any meaningfully long impact because the sheer spirit and morale of the Pandavas was so much greater. That's what indicates. So here, the run in, in sports, often there's a run of the play. That phrase you, that means say one team is playing in such a way that they are they're having the upper hand, they're winning. So overall, if you look at the narrative, this the Pandavas narration starts from the actual action on the battle from the blowing of the conscious it goes from 12 to 9 and in this narration it clearly seems that the Pandavas are above the Kauravas so the run of the play is going in a particular direction and then in the next text suddenly something different is going to happen and that will be huh? what we'll come to know you want to okay. something or you can yes so Duryodhana chose material strength and Krishna's army. And so obviously that's where his consciousness was. And we saw that play out in his, in his kind of pre battle speech where he tried to amp everybody up, which seemed to work, except now we're seeing that though that may temporarily, the Pandavas are still much, much stronger. And that's yeah, that's true. exhibited by by the different sounds of the conch shells. So the Kauravas, it was tumultuous, it was powerful, but but the Pandavas, when they blew their conch shells, it was heard everywhere, and it and it shattered the hearts of the opposite side. So it it really impacted them. So it's much much more powerful. 
That's interesting. Yeah, true. Okay, so text 20. Here we go. At that time, Arjuna, the son of Pandu, seated in the chariot, bearing the flag marked with Hanuman, took up his bow and prepared to shoot his arrows. O king, after looking at the sons of Dutrarashtra drawn in military array, Arjuna then spoke to Lord Krishna these words. Mm. So you could see the camera spread across the Pandavas, and now it has come back to Krishna and Arjuna. And Arjuna speaks. So Arjuna's bow is upraised, which indicates that he's ready to fight. He's, uh, he's already blown his conch. So now is the time for action. It's not the time for words now. But so what is he going to speak? So that's what we see in the next verses. You can go ahead okay. if you like. Okay. So so just the sound of the conch shells on the Pandavas, that was like an omen. Like you said, it was a sign that the holy place was impacting the Pandavas, right? That's what it seems. That's what it seems. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Okay. It did seem that it did seem that they were being uh, positively affected. But here the other said that it's going in a particular way, but it starts going in another way now. Okay. Okay, uh, let's see what happens. 2122. Arjuna said, O infallible one, please draw my chariot between the two armies so that I may see those present here who desire to fight and with whom I must contend in this great trial of arms. Yeah. So it's now, it's a very unusual request that they are right here on a chariot and he's telling, take the chariot in between. And why do I want to do that? I want to see who's there on the opposite side. Okay. What's the point of seeing them? So, this is a question that is intriguing at many levels. At one level, you know, why not? Why no action right now? What's the, why do you want to see now? And then second is also that, you know, what's there to see? Because these negotiations to form alliances had been going on for a long time before the war. And therefore, they knew who was on which side. So it's not that suddenly there's going to be some new person on the opposite side that he wanted to see. So, he says, I want to see those who are supporting the evil-minded son. So, he's conscious that those are evil people. And those who are supporting the evil, they might themselves be evil, but they're definitely on that side. So, he's conscious of that, but yet he's asking, I want to see. So, can you go ahead and I'll come back, I'll elaborate on this theme further. Okay. So, Krishna's asking to... to Arjuna is asking to Krishna to see the other side. Okay. Uh, Text 24. Sanjaya said, O descendant of Bharta, having thus been addressed by Arjuna. Wait a minute. Did you read 22nd, 23rd? All of them together? Did I I skip it? Yeah, I I did 21, 22. Did I not do 23? Are we on 23? Yeah, 23. Okay, sorry. Text 23. 
Let me see those who have come here to fight, wishing to please the evil-minded son of Dhrutarastra. So here, what's there to see? That's the question. Like he's even acknowledging that they're evil-minded. Mm. So there are no new people over there. But here, slowly what is being indicated is that Arjuna, he's having some surprising thought. Now, at this stage, it's just surprising. But what is the exact thought that is not clear? And that will become clear soon. But here, at this point, things seem to be taking an unexpected twist. So often in movies or in novels, what keeps people reading is these plot twists and turns. That when things are expected to go in a particular way, and suddenly they go in the opposite way. When expectations are, when what is anticipated, what is expected, that doesn't happen. When they are defied, that can be annoying, but that can also be intriguing. Hey, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Where's that coming from? So practically nobody could have seen that coming. But this, in, uh, that's why I said it seems like that. It seems at this stage that the place had an effect on Arjuna. And he starts thinking, hey, what are we really doing over here? I want to see that. Now that we, I'll elaborate in our next, when you come to the next verses. Arjuna starts speaking. But that the, that's what I think that's going against the run of the play. So maybe we'll okay. do the next verse and then we'll, we'll stop over there. Can you just read out the next verse? Yeah. So, so you're saying up until this point, it seemed like like everything was working in the Pandavas' favor, like the Ohms were in their favor. Now, though, it's yeah. it's 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 kind of curious why Arjuna is asking to to see the enemy. Like, okay, so yeah. now we're in twenty four. Sanjaya said, "O descendant of Bharata." Having thus been addressed by Arjuna, Lord Krishna drew up the fine chariot in the midst of the armies of both parties. So Krishna yeah. did it. He listened to him. So now here, what happens is, they have come in the middle. So, they have come in the middle. Krishna, uh, Krishna is here. Arjuna is here. And then in this chapter, there is only one time that Krishna speaks. And that's not even a verse. Uh, so that, maybe we can just read that out. As in the next verse, it's almost one-fourth or one-half of a verse which Krishna speaks. Sure. Text 25. Yeah. In the presence of Bhishma, Drona, and all the other chieftains of the world, the Lord said, just behold, Parta, all the Kurus assembled here. Yes. So now, there are many people who could be who there were on the opposite side, but the two that matter the most for Arjuna are Bhishma and Drona. Now the Sanskrit word is Bhishma Drona Pramukta, prominent among prominent were Bhishma and Drona. Now this could mean that they were prom the prominence was in the mind, which is of course there. Arjuna was very concerned about them and it caused no small angst to him that he had to fight against them. But it could also be insight. That can also mean that Krishna 
he brought the chariot in the middle of the two armies but in the middle he could have brought it in front of many warriors but he brought it in the middle where bhishma and drona could be seen and now this vision krishna the only verse that krishna speaks behold see partha pashya see see the kauravas assembled over here so now this vision will have a significantly disorienting influence on arjuna and that we will discuss in our next session you want to add something or should i summarize arjuna you can go ahead and summarize thank you yeah so we discussed a good number of texts today i think from 15 to 25 we discussed so broadly the first theme we discussed is the overall how the omens are omens or indications are positive for the pandavas and there's also the indication that their entire multiple generations had come to fight then the part of that omens being positive was that their conscious led to the morale of the kauravas going down their morale it's not so much that their morale is up that indicate more indi- indirectly through the morale of the opposite party is going down then after that in the next part we discussed how uh, there is arjuna's counter intuitive request that oh what's going on over here he wants to see so why this is not the time to see and what is there to see both those questions come up but this is a subtle indicator that there is something more going on over here this could be the influence of the place of dharma hmm that we just hinted at it and then the last part is that krishna brings him to the most if you want to see it is the, the most provocative vision for him that is the people is most concerned about bishma and drona they are who are prominent in that vision and he will see those and he will be significantly disoriented by that how that happens let's discuss in the next session thank you wonderful looking forward thank you